Hello, fellow OCD warriors. I'm Christina Orlova, your host on the OCD Whisperer podcast, your trusted companion in the battle against OCD. If you're like me and understand the struggles of living with OCD, then you're in the right place. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about something incredible. Get your OCD survival kit today at www.onlineocdacademy.com. It's filled with amazing resources to aid you in all things OCD, whether you're on a tight budget or just looking to supercharge your progress. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Show. Today with me, I have an incredible guest, Lucy Grants. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist specializing in therapy for teens and adults struggling with obsessive compulsive disorder. She has lived experience with recovering from the grip of OCD and is subsequently committed to helping others. Currently, Lucy uses inference-based cognitive behavioral therapy to treat OCD, but has also trained in using exposure and response prevention. She maintains a private practice in Southwest Minneapolis, Minnesota called Pivot Psychotherapy and is available for telehealth and in-person appointments. Welcome to the show, Lucy. Thank you, Christina. It's fun to be here. Absolutely. So for anybody who's joining and listening right now, just a little background, because I think the context is important. We actually met face-to-face at this year's annual OCD conference. Mm -hmm. And as we, you know, during one of our breaks, we're walking and talking, we kind of got on this topic about, you know, spirituality, not just, you know, religion, um, like, you know, Judaism or, or you know, people who are Muslim or, or Christian or anything like that, but really more about spirituality, the, the more broader things, anything from, you know, chakra systems, meridians, energy work, tarot cards, divination, psychics, etc. And I wanted to bring Lucian and talk about this topic because I think there's something there for a lot of people that we has not really been discussed out in the open. And I appreciate you coming on the show to, to talk about this, about what it's like if you have OCD and you are, you're kind of in those worlds, you know, and kind of that intersection between the kind of psychic energy, all of that kind of stuff. And how can some of it maybe be compulsions, right? How can this stuff turn into something that's actually not helpful, but we might not realize it. So I know that's a big general question to put out there for you. But again, for folks listening, this is a conversation that kind of got spurred and, and gave me this idea of, hey, let's let's have an episode about this. So Lucy, what do you kind of, what's your take on, you know, that whole realm of spiritual practices and work and OCD and their their relationship? I love this topic. And it's so funny because after we had our walk and talk, I always knew this was a big part of my OCD path, but I didn't realize how big it was until we started talking about it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is all over the place or was, you know, like anything with OCD, we we want to be less black and white and we want to be more in the gray area. So I think like we were talking a minute ago, it's none of it is bad, you know, so I don't want to make it sound like anything I think is um, bad about any of these spiritual practices. But when OCD latches on, it can start to be compulsive. And that's what we want to avoid. But that's what happened to me, you know, for a long time, trying to like solve my own OCD before I knew I had OCD. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. So I, I, that's something actually we, we shared in common as we were talking is, you know, similarly, if not everybody knows, but I've been pretty open about it. You know, I do have a spiritual practice. It is definitely, you know, it's, it's alive and well, I've been on this journey with this particular kind of, it's like a hybrid of different things, but 
like over 20 years now. So it's, it's there, but I've also changed a lot in my relationship to it because like yourself, I didn't know that I had OCD for a while. So for example, like I do do tarot cards and I remember going, getting tarot readings, like, I don't know, like on steroids. I, I just feel like I was constantly like, no, no, but let me look at it again. Or let me look at it from another thing. Okay. But mm-hmm. okay. What do they think? Or what is this? Or what's going to happen? And again, didn't know at the time. Right. And later when I kind of reflected back, realized, oh my God, like instead of getting guidance and using it for what it's meant for, I was uh-huh. compulsively, you know, pulling cards and contacting oh, yeah. people or found one or two I liked. And then I'd go and get these readings a lot and right. kind of had to go, right. wait a minute. Like, yeah. again, didn't know it at the time, but that mm-hmm. is what I was doing. And really, again, now realizing, oh, that was, that was compulsive. Yeah. Right. Of course, like any compulsion, it feels good for a little bit, but then it's like, mm, <laughs> I got to pull another card or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I never did tarot, but I I did get my chart read a few times, and that was pretty interesting. And I remember they would record the reading, so I would get a lot of mileage out of that for sure. And trying to think, there were so many things I tried. Um, I'm actually an art therapist too, and one thing that I remembered about was how sometimes you know, and and again, this is I believe that this can happen. Like we can, you know, end up if we're in, we can kind of draw from the unknown through our art, you know, and there were a couple of times when I, I felt like that happened in a really like real way. But then I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? And then I got really hyper analytical about all the art I ended up doing after that. And 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 that was pretty scary, you know, and then then it's not like a true practice either. You know, it's you're just compulsing at that point. Yeah. And I think what kind of, if we can transition into this kind of broader topic, and I just want to hear your thoughts. I did mention, and I've definitely seen people comment about things like, and I certainly watched The Secret, right? Law of Attraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that's an interesting area because again, speaking for me with somebody like I have been developing and I actually actively was working with different, you know, practitioners to, you know, get better at like, uh, so I w- I'm also a trained massage therapist. So I was going through school where, for example, I worked with different teachers where we were doing work on energy and Reiki and as well mm-hmm. as, of course, the physical manipulation, deep tissues and shiatsu and so on. We you know we part of the training was meditation practices. Part of it was, you know, um, imagery work. Part of it was, you know, learning how to get deeper and more in touch with intuition, uh, with manifestation, right? Manifesting uh, and then kind of how do you do things like that? So when those things came out, the secret in law of attraction, again, mm-hmm. not knowing that I had OCD, mm-hmm. right? Like my experience was I I took those things and I, and I think, you know, those concepts in and of themselves are concepts, just like anybody, if you start to study something, right, you can study consciousness, you can study ascension, you can study, you know, how do you, you know, kind of get more into that state of peace and happiness and love and whatever, Right. But mm-hmm. any anything out there, I've, I think part of it is, you know, when you start to really grasp what OCD, D, the disorder is and how mm-hmm. it works, you know, mm-hmm. then you start to understand that it doesn't even matter what the topic is. The OCD will, will exactly. skew it and completely take it sideways into some other place than what it's designed to be. And so mm-hmm. at the time, like learning all that stuff, there were times, you know, and I was a very good you know, doing body work and I went to healers and and learned also from other traditions and, and folks 
and things were happening. But then with the secret law of attraction, I took those concepts and my brain, it's like, it's just kind of like bull, like a bulldog, just locked jaw on this thing. Like, oh, okay, I have to write something in this way and I have to think it in this way and I have to do this thing. And then that's how I'm going to manifest. And oh, and then suddenly here I am forcing it yeah. and, and kind of being yeah. like, like I couldn't let go of anything else. And, and yeah. you know, and thinking that I'm manifest creating something when the reality is I'm not creating anything. I'm, I'm in a state of anxiety and not realizing totally. it. Right. Totally. And, yes. and really learning yes. that difference of, wait a second, when I come out of that anxious OCD state and come back to myself at my baseline and I'm, you know, calm and grounded. I mean, those uh-huh. are two different worlds, right? Like you can really see how in one place you can suddenly kind of open up and and I can now understand the concepts and, and look at Absolutely. how to apply them versus in yeah. a state of OCD, yeah. right? The OCD is completely skewing this. So kind of what's your take with mm-hmm. that? Well, you know, it makes me think of even meditation, which I did off and on for years before I figured out I had OCD. What happened to me for me with that was I, I realized that I had just been in compulsion, kind of trying to find the right feeling, you know, or the right thought when I was meditating. And so, again, it wasn't like a true practice of just um, trying to observe my thoughts. It was more like trying to get my thoughts to go a certain way so that I could, you know, have a release and have a good meditation and, and then feel good about whatever OCD theme I was on at the moment. Yeah, it was definitely not... Uh, not a pure practice in that way. And what would you say? Cause I, I'm sure anybody listening right now, like one of the common things you hear, right. And this is, this is something I definitely have heard a lot of is things like, Oh, like, especially when we talk about manifestation, right? Like thoughts, you like mm-hmm. thoughts are really important because you know, you, you are going to manifest. So, oh my gosh, I'm having this thought about, you know, harming. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Oh my God. Like I can then manifest that. Right. So uh-huh. what would you say to that? Like, yeah, for like a client or somebody suffering. With yeah, this. anybody that's you know yeah. listening right now that yeah. maybe has had this because you know right. I, I think we get stuck on this notion. Oh my gosh, right? Because people talk a lot about how uh-huh. thoughts can become things. How you know, make sure yeah. you're having a good mindset, or you know, you can manifest X Y Z like from the secret or from right how how our thinking you know impacts our body and all that holistic kind of approaches. Yeah, um, but what would you say? Like, what's well, the difference? What's the distinction there? I mean, I, I think what I what I like to do with that is to help people see it can be like a good way of identifying, am I in a compulsion or am I not? You know, so it's like, what does that feel like in the body? Does it feel like tension or does it feel, you know, maybe comforting, but like grounding, I think is a good word for it versus like that intensity of the, of the, I keep wanting to say the bubble because that's an ICBT concept that I use all the time with clients. Um, so it's like, am I in this like big high drama internal state or is this like grounding and kind of reconfirming what I already know? So I think I don't do any like real, I do meditate sometimes, but I don't really do a spiritual practice kind of like tarot or anything like that now, or see psychics or astrology. But if I did that's really what I would use for myself. You know, again, is is this grounding and kind of confirming what I know to be true? Or do I just feel like I'm, you know, freaking out over here and hoping that I get the right answer? Yeah. So it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is that if anybody's listening about like, well, what do I do if I have these thoughts and there's these concepts out there that, you know, you, you can kind of manifest these things. Sounds like, well, it's getting clear on if you're in a more in a, in a heightened state of anxiety, discomfort, 
And like you just said, that pressured kind of feeling that we typically mm-hmm. get when you feel like I have to do something about this to recognize mm-hmm. that that's actually OCD mm-hmm. um, and, and then treat that disorder to be able to come to that state where you're grounded and you're calm and you're clear. So you can actually perceive things yeah, accurately yeah. again. And yeah. then from that state, you know, go and do whatever your practice is. Yeah. And that's true for anything. Like it could be even advice from a friend, you know, that kind of thing. So, so does that make, does that advice from the friend feel frantic and like it has to be a certain way or does it feel like useful and helpful and grounding if that makes sense yeah and we're, t- we're definitely talking about compulsions and I, I think that's actually you know really important kind of thing to highlight that that we've just kind of ended in or or landed in because I think that's exactly right when we're not where we're not we forget sometimes I think you know what OCD is because OCD mm-hmm. is a doubting disorder so we'll start to question everything under the sun and 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 as humans, I think we're also so analytical. It's so easy to sit and like the first thing you said, oh, what does this mean? That's, I mean, I think I hear that all the time from people with OCD. The moment something happens, the immediate, the immediate, immediate thought, oh, what is this? Why is this? What does it mean? What does it say? And we get so caught up in that process that we're not recognizing that that's also a mental ritual. And uh-huh, uh-huh. And recognizing, well, what is uh-huh. a ritual, right? That sense of urgent urgency, you feel like you have to do something exactly. like yesterday, yeah. right? Like that if sense I don't of urgency. Yeah. Right. And like like I know sometimes clients will be nervous before um an appointment with me. And I remember feeling that too before going into like seeing an astrologer or something, like, what is this person gonna say? And you know, these things shouldn't be scary. They should just be again, I, I keep coming back to the word grounding. Um, it's funny because one of the things I remembered after we talked was when I was maybe uh, 20 or so, this was long before I realized I had OCD. I was at a wedding for a family friend and the mother was into psychics. And so she had her psychic there at this one of these um, bachelorette parties. So we were all supposed to go and to talk to her. And I remember being terrified. I was not going to do it. And everyone's like, it's no big deal. Just go in and talk to her. And I don't remember what I was afraid she was going to say, but it was something about whatever theme I was, you know, mulling over at that time. And, you know, that's not how this should feel. It should feel again, grounding and useful. Kind of help You know, yeah, as you're talking. So I'm kind of thinking about also, so like growing up, so growing up in Ukraine, and then we came here, but in, in, with my family in Ukraine, like like my aunt was a doctor, you know, my mom was, you know, going through her school to, um, I think in the States it would have been like to basically learn how to like run or do operations like store, you know, running, managing stores and region being like a regional manager and so on. Uh-huh. So my point is, it's not like, you know, like they, they understood things that they, they were, you know, educated women. And uh-huh. also in my culture, they are like, People do go see, you know, local healers, not everybody, but people Mm do, right? And they'll go get readings and there's readings people do with eggs, with water, with matches, like whatever. People do all sorts of stuff. Uh We're going to now do a cleansing, jumping over fire and whatever. Like, I mean, every culture has got their own stuff, right? And and then sometimes, you know, going to to church because it's Greek Orthodox, a lot, a lot of in Ukraine, right? And so like we, for us, also, my I know they were both into astrology, and there's also you could do readings with regular 
cards. Um, there's mm-hmm. ways that you can, and like, so growing up with those kind of things was kind of normal. So mm-hmm. when we came to the States and, and as things progressed, I definitely remember times where, you know, I started to go deep into wanting to study and learn all this stuff. Right. Or even like before seeing clients we were taught like, okay, sit down and, and kind of take a moment to meditate and, and to balance your own chakras so that you're mm-hmm. energetically and otherwise ready um, and grounded before mm-hmm. you start treatment. Uh-huh. Um, right. So like all mm-hmm. these things that start to swim in your head. And again, looking back, realizing where sometimes some of those things I was doing with the purpose and the intention that they were meant for. And then some of the times I remember sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to not reeky myself, <sighs> you know, and I'm sitting there, right. Like, uh-huh. like, yeah. oh, come yeah. on, you know, and I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, again, right. that, and that's, right. that's, I think that's the piece that I keep coming back to it. And, uh-huh. and that's the piece, honestly, like with Reed Wilson and, and other folks I've, I've listened to and, and as I've learned over time and even with ICBT, but it's again, that, that process of kind of stepping back and really understand the disorder, because truly when you really grasp the disorder, it uh-huh. doesn't matter what the topic is, Yeah, right? Totally. Like the, you literally mm-hmm. can be in any spectrum of anything of life, right? Yes. And, and, but there's a certain way that OCD operates, right? Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. the intrusion, Completely. yeah. Right, you get that state of uh, anxiety, discomfort, guilt, whatever, and then you yeah. feel that sense of urgency. I have to do something about this. Yeah, and yeah. and it's just interesting right. that globally it takes a minute to really recognize that pattern. That that's really the pattern you're after. That's the thing you have to learn uh-huh, for uh-huh. yourself, right? So that then you can distinguish, like. I have not re-engaged with my sacred space in a little while uh-huh. Uh-huh. because I suddenly came to and realized, oh my gosh, I have been doing this compulsively. Like I'm coming here like, okay, yeah. okay. Oh my God, please just make this type of, and I'm like, what am I doing? Hold <laughs> up, hold up. Like uh-huh. I'm forcing, first I'm forcing right. something because I feel a sense of anxiety. Totally. And yeah. like, and like right. I want to control and exert my will. And I think control uh-huh. is another piece of this, right? Because because we get so scared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I mean, I had that same experience too, with law of attraction that you were describing where again, that pressure and the intensity of like, I have to, I mean, it's, there's so many different ways we could look at this from an OCD perspective, but for one thing, we're really hard on ourselves with OCD. Right. And I love the conversations about compassion that are coming out, you know, more and more now because we are so hard on ourselves and like with the law of attraction, that whole thing was like, well, I'm not manifesting what I want. So what's wrong with how I'm thinking about it? Or like, I have this one bad thought and what's that going to mean for what I manifest, you know, and then could get into comparison. And then, and then like a lot of this stuff we're talking about too, is reassurance seeking and feeling like we don't have the answers for ourselves. Whereas like, it helps to have guidance sometimes. And sometimes we all need and want, you know, productive reassurance, but it's just, again, problematic when, when we're losing our own grounding in the process. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and yeah, and as they're seeing that exactly, it's just, it's like learning that distinction between just like we do, you know, if we're talking about scrupulosity or religious based OCD, right. It's that Uh distinction uh between like, am I, you know, am I praying 
because I'm asking for the thoughts to go away, which can become pressured and really Mm -hmm. as a compulsion versus am I praying just for the sake of that prayer, right? Am I connecting because these are my beliefs, right? And I'm getting connecting back to that sense of joy and, 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 you know, connection or faith or whatever it is for the person. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think with spiritual practices, like, am I doing this because I'm actually in a state of like set grounded? I I actually really like that. Right. Like, am I actually, where am I? Right. Am I calm? Am I, am I center grounded Mm -hmm. that, right. I can really perceive and kind of look at everything clearly, you know, moving from that place, I'm going to do things very differently than if Mm -hmm. I'm right in that state of kind of arousal, if you will, right? And anxiety. Absolutely, and absolutely. Pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And something you said made me think also about like how we don't want to get caught up in the dogma of any religion. Um, and I think spirituality can be that way too. Like a uh, law of attraction uh, felt very dogmatic to me, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes it's good to have that structure and sometimes it's really helpful. So we want to take that and leave the part that's not beneficial. I mean, exactly right. So like, I, I liked some of the concepts from law of attraction and lots of different kind of books I've also read, but, but that's, again, like you said, that's the thing, right? We have to kind of learn how to decipher um, and kind of take the concept, mm-hmm. but now I get so rigid with things mm-hmm. that there's no flexibility. And that's, yeah, I think yeah. we both could probably agree is a big piece that happens for OCD folks. We, we can all get really rigid. Yes. Like, like it has to be now this way. Yes. Um, yeah. I had an experience with that where I was seeing, and she was kind of like an energy worker is what she called herself, but she did also kind of like this talk, kind of like talk and energy work and all this kind of thing. And sometimes it was really helpful, but I grew to be really dependent on her. And I remember at some point I started to feel like, you know, this, this is not helpful anymore. And I'm spending far too much time talking to her. And, and I could tell that I was growing a dependency. And I started to have this feeling that like, if anything happened with it and I stopped seeing her, everything was going to unravel because I was doing so much reassurance seeking from her. Um, and thankfully, in that time, I figured out I had OCD. So I was, I, I was able to take a different path. And again, some of the things we worked on were really helpful. But yeah, it, but it ended up just being too much reassurance seeking, really. I think that's actually a really great example. And I forgot about that. So thank you for sharing that. But that's such mm-hmm. a great example of exactly how in this realm, uh, compulsions can look, right? You start to mm-hmm. over-rely mm-hmm on your quote-unquote healer teacher whatever whoever it is Mm -hmm. right or whatever the practice is or if you're doing cleansings or baths or candles Mm -hmm. and you suddenly start to over rely on those things Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like wait slow down a second step back and and ask like am i doing this because it's again for the for the sake and the purpose of that practice or am i doing this because i feel Mm -hmm. that again that familiar state where it feels pressured and urgent and yeah that yeah. sense of wanting yeah. to control the situation to make sure right uh-huh. that everything's going to be okay or that it's going to go the way you want 
Because that is totally how reassurance can look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like compulsively over-processing, right? Like oversharing, overly just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, like, oh, let's talk about it again. Let's talk about it again. And yeah. about from this side and from that side. Mm-hmm. And you're not realizing uh-huh. you're you're actually just compulsing out loud with uh, yeah. your, you know, healer or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it can become like more like psychoanalytic therapy or something like that, where you're just really focused on the problem. more. Yeah. Than- but the wrong problem, right? The the um, OCD problem, not not the well. Wrong yeah, problem. and then you're like constantly trying to to fix it, basically with more whatever cleansings, discharges, whatever mm-hmm. other things you're mm-hmm. doing, right? You're taking mm-hmm. these routes that like are or can be, you know, grounding and helpful, but you're now using them in this compulsive feature, so you're no longer in the quote unquote spiritual realm. You're now in OCD land. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're not even doing what it's designed to to do the process of whatever the process is. So if anybody's listening right now and, and, and kind of thinking through this, what would you say, like, what would be one thing that you'd want to leave people with as like one takeaway or one thing to kind of really pay attention to? Oh, that's a good question. We've said this a few times, but I think it's not black and white. You know, I think with this whole thing where we are trying to get back to that life is, is gray. OCD wants it to be one or the other, but there are no rights and wrongs. Everything can be helpful. And it's about us finding our own path and who we really are and our own grounding versus being in a compulsion, you know, and really learning the difference. And so whatever method that takes and if you haven't found it yet, keep looking, you know, try some, um, I, I always want to guide people toward evidence-based practices first, you know, and then if once you've gotten past the OCD, you, well, then then actually initially, like I think for me now, doing some of those practices would still be a little bit of like exposure therapy, you know, but that's okay too, because then we're we're always getting led back to who we are authentically. Um, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, like trusting yourself, getting getting mm-hmm. back to that place. Learning how to trust yourself again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's beautifully said. So if anybody listening would like to find you, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me on pivotpsychmn.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and okay, having great. this big conversation. <laughs> uh, thank you, Christina. It's been great. Thanks for joining us on the OCD Whisperer podcast. Remember, your path to freedom from OCD, it's a journey. Visit www.onlineocdacademy.com for self-help masterclasses that fit your journey, your pace, and your budget. We understand that not everybody can afford a specialist, and that's why we're here to provide accessible resources. Subscribe, rate, and share. And together, we can overcome the challenges of OCD. Stay strong, and we'll catch you on the next episode.